Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. It's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. We've been wrestling over one podcast at a time. We are recording this the night of Survivor Series. I sound excited, but it's 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 not as exciting as it should be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not excited for this at all. But you you know what? We'll we'll get into it right now. Let's do what we do. We're gonna start it with the wrestler of the pod, and I got a good one for us this week. Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got for us this week. So, Wrestler of the Pod, I've experienced in person at least three times, um, and she kicks ass every single time. Uh, one is one of Mrs. Jobber's absolute favorites on the indies. Uh, Wrestler of the Pod this week is Holly Dead. You okay. may know her from the tag team Twisted Sisters with uh, one Thunder Rosa, who's currently on AEW. Mm-hmm. She has been a shine and an NWA tag team champion with uh, Thunder Rosa and Twisted Sisters. Um, she's been a resistance champion, two-time RWA champion, MPW champion, and a CW women's champion. Um, she's amazing in character on MLW. And if you see her on the indies outside of MLW, she's even better because she can get a little more out of her character. And the shit talking is hilarious. Um, so she's good in character and out of character. She's just an all around good wrestler and she's proven to hang with one of the best. Got that zero fucks given mentality. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Um, so shout out to this week's wrestler of the pod, Holly Dead. Yeah, definitely. If you guys don't know who she is and you know, you want to check her out. I recommend that you guys definitely check her out because it's definitely going to be worth it. All right, man. Well, let's start it off with uh, some New Japan news. Um, the Duke actually found out first. It turns out on uh, January 8th of 2022, New Japan will be having Wrestle Kingdom 16 Night 3, and it will actually be New Japan versus uh, NOAA wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was pretty cool. I feel like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom is usually like their WrestleMania and them doing, you know, the night three and bringing in pro wrestling Noah. It's kind of like giving it a Survivor Series aspect. It's like, all right, well, we'll have some of our best go against some of their best and, you know, we'll make for entertaining television because they've been they've been going through forbidden doors with impact and with AEW. So bringing pro wrestling Noah into the mix is a company that not a lot of people know about, but they have, they have a good alum of talent that have wrestled either for them or went from another company and wrestled with them for a little bit of time. So it gets more eyes on the pro wrestling Noah product mm -hmm. through new Japan. Yeah, it's surprising to see, but at the same time, when you have three nights of probably the biggest pro wrestling event um, mm -hmm. in the industry uh, next to maybe 
uh, AEW's all out now because now that's become a big uh, pro wrestling uh, pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, because Wrestle Kingdom is so huge and it's like their WrestleMania, it's, it's interesting to see them um, shouting out someone else on their three nights. But then again, when you when you have three packed nights of wrestling, um, I guess there's room. You know what I mean? There's three nights. Yeah. Um, put on amazing matches. Yeah. I don't know everybody that New Japan is featuring for night three. I know one of them is a six-man tag match. And I'm trying to remember who it is. I know it's Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, mm-hmm. and somebody else. And they're going to go up against three people from from Noah. I don't remember exactly who it is that the third person is, but they haven't announced who the people are for Noah, for pro wrestling Noah are yet. Okay. Well, whoever they are, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to be interesting, especially um, depending on who they match them up with. Since it's going to be head to head, I would mm-hmm. just imagine it's going to be um, not, I, and it's, it's interesting. We do this. I was going to say it, it could be survival series esque um in the way that they approach it, which would be really cool. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of that's kind of the vibes I was getting off of it because I mean if they're gonna bring in another promotion and say night three is gonna be a basically a a company battle. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of what we've been fantasy booking for the last two years, just not with these two companies. So it's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, it, it should be something very interesting. Um, but uh, mentioning New Japan, uh, one of the great athletes New Japan currently has is Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. um, which will help us perfectly transition into the new MLW news because I have two points of interest, one being that um, two current uh, MLW wrestlers are TJP and uh, the newly acquired this week, Jeff Cobb. Um, And I promised I was going to start reporting on more MLW stuff as soon as um, stuff that was actually relevant that I knew about already had happened on YouTube and they had actually presented it for me to talk about. Uh, The newly acquired Jeff Cobb has made his debut uh, alongside uh, Cesar Duran because he used to be uh, his brother, Matanza, from uh, Lucha Underground. Um, Uh He recently debuted this week. So now that him and TJP are there, and uh, New Japan's great Will Ospreay is coming to MLW, um, what do you think Will Ospreay appearing in MLW means uh, now that he's alongside two accomplices? I think it's got the potential for some amazing matches. And I think it's going to bring more eyes to MLW than people realize. Because sure, the MLW fans are going to be like, oh, there's a new guy here. It, like the fans that don't know about Osprey and New Japan, they're going to be like, all right, well, let's tune in and see who this guy is that's carrying this prestigious title. And the Japanese fans who know Osprey are going to want to see what he does in MLW, as well as the European fans that Osprey has, because he's got fans from all over. 
So basically, they're all. I feel like it's going to be a lot more eyes around the world tuning in on MLW, which is going to be fairly easy considering that they're on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that being said, uh, the match that Jeff Cobb debuted in um, was the War Chamber match the, of this past week mm-hmm. against um, with Hammerstone's team against Contra. Yeah. Uh, ending with Hammerstone beating Contra and a fight breaking out between uh, the three more important members of Contra, uh, Jacob Fatu, uh, mostly Jacob Fatu and the Black Hand of Contra. Um, So I'm wondering now, since if anyone who hasn't seen the brawl, definitely go on uh, MLW's Instagram or go on uh, YouTube and look up War Chamber from MLW. Uh, it was a crazy fight. There was a bunch of security that came out to clear it. Um, but basically what happened is uh, there's a guy named Mads Kruger mm-hmm. who would definitely remind you of Kane um, that immediately blamed Fatu for an incident that happened in the ring and being the reason that they lost. And Fatu, trying to keep the peace, was trying to resist the fight, but Kruger ended up mushing him in the face and all hell broke loose between uh, all five of the members of Contra that were in the ring. Security poured out from the back and they fought for a good maybe maybe 10 minutes. Um, Chairs, wires, super kicks flying all around the ring, people flying over the guardrails. Um, just, Just all hell broke loose. Um, yeah. It could be the end of Jacob Fatu's time in Contra. So no, with no, the no. new, yeah. So with the new three-man group of uh, Osprey's New Japan people, and the elimination of Contra, uh, which practically imploded. What do we see for the next for the title picture? Because Will Osprey's here, Fatu is on his own. Uh, or could be on his own now. And Jeff Cobb is here. What what is the division about to look like? Um, Because you also have Myron Reed, who hasn't hasn't gotten the title yet since he lost his middleweight title to Tajiri. Uh, And you've got Enzo waiting in the wings. Yes, Enzo. Yes, Enzo. Who? Enzo. Enzo Amore. Certified G, bona fide thug. You okay? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you okay over there? What do you and, think and, the landscape of MLW is looking like now that Contra is gone and Will Osprey is set to arrive? It's looking like it's going to be a good world title picture minus Enzo Amore. Um, <laughs> Cobb, Osprey. Fatu, if he's there on his own, Myron mm-hmm. Reed, Hammerstone. That's a good five people to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't make it six. Don't 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 put Enzo in there. I mean, <laughs> don't, you know, don't put Enzo in there. I mean, for the love of that. I mean, I I would I would uh I don't even want to say middleweight. But yeah, I, sure, I why not? Let, I could see him it. winning a middleweight title. 
All right, we'll put him in the middleweight division, but we're not having him. We're not having Tajiri job out to Enzo for the love of God. I mean, Enzo's been fighting a lot of high-profile people lately. It could, it could, it could happen. It could be Enzo versus Tajiri for the for the middleweight title. I don't even look. I'm getting an aneurysm <laughs> just thinking about that. That that's no. Well, well, we won't spend too much time on it. It turns out I also have some news from Impact. Okay. So this past Saturday, so as we're recording this at Survivor Series, last night was Impact Wrestling's Turning Point pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally we would do a whole flush out thing of how great it was, but as far as news goes, it's very minimal. Turns out no titles changed hands, um, which was kind of disappointing for me. I was hoping Mercedes Martinez could pull it out against Mickey James, but it is what it is. But the good news is we did get a special debut uh, in the middle of a Josh Alexander promo. Uh, a certain somebody that was uh, a dangerous Duke favorite from NXT ended up showing up and decimating Josh Alexander. Um, and his name now is Jonah. That's right. Jonah showed up uh, with his claws done from NXT and he's officially in Impact. I think we, we might have we might have mentioned him being um, closer to impact earlier and just didn't know where he was going to go. And it was, he was in talks with impact uh, and maybe we weren't exactly sure if it was a good fit. And then after some contemplating and realizing the talent, we feel like it was a good place to go. Even though I, I feel like he would have been probably pretty good in new Japan as well. But it works out how it works out, and they're starting them strong. Having them come out against uh, former Impact World Champion Josh Alexander, uh, who's really their number two guy now, I would I would guess, um, and firing on all cylinders, taking him out right off the bat, seems pretty good to me. I just I uh, I wonder in the grand scheme of things when Jay Lethal. Uh, not Jay Lethal, Jay White comes back, um, what exactly the landscape is going to look like, unless Jay White was only there to crown Chris Bay as a new member of the Bullet Club, because that could be a possibility too. But I think about the landscape with them starting Jonah off so strong, um, Josh Alexander still waiting to reclaim his title after holding it for so briefly of a time, and all the people waiting in the wings for a shot. But Jonah has showed up on Impact, and uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. This just does my heart so good. I mean, it, it does. I, I had to sit back and just listen to you just describe it. And he was one of those people when he got fired, I was upset that he got fired because I know that there was so much more they could have done with him. They could have, with Joe mm-hmm. leaving or not, not leaving, rather, with Joe getting hurt, he would have been a prime person mm-hmm. to bring in, groom him right, and bring him into the world title conversation for NXT. Or, you know, mm-hmm. since you were going to call people up eventually, 
you could have had him feud with a couple more people and then groom him to where he can come up to the main roster and jump in a spot right away. Because me personally, mm-hmm. I think he would have been a good guy to bring up before Austin Theory. I thought he would have been a good person mm-hmm. to bring up before Hit Row. I thought there's there's a few people they brought up that I feel like he'd be a better person to bring to the main roster before some of the people they brought up. So seeing him now bouncing into uh, Impact and New Japan and actually, you know, being, um, I don't, I don't want to make a pun, but like making an impact as soon as he shows up and, you know, getting the pop that he got, it, it, it just mm. makes me feel good knowing that somebody that got fired is going to be doing such great things now that he's not with the company. Yeah, I, I don't know why it always seems to work out that way. Um, for whatever reason, this is somehow people's fortunes just seem to shoot up after they get released. I, don't, I, don't I mean, even even but, the people I was uh, going to say, even the people that get fired and don't go to a company right away, it seems like their fortunes mm-hmm. turn out better. I don't want to say names, but you know, EC3, Braun Strowman. <sighs> it's just a lot, yeah. The things do, luck just seems to, you know, if you can call it that, just just drop upon these <laughs> people. Um, but yeah, good good stuff for Jonah. Um, mad there were no title changes, but uh, it doesn't sound like the pay per view tonight is going to end up much better. No. But before we get into WWE news, um, let's talk about a couple of things from AEW, man. So one of the things that we should get out the way that, that'll be pretty easy to talk about is that December 15th, uh, winter is coming. And along with winter, there will be the Owen Hart Cup. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I love it. Are we excited? Uh, I, yeah, I, I love the idea of it. I mean, I think everything about it just is great because I know WWE, they tend to get iffy when someone uses a name from something that they've done or a name from someone that was with them. But mm-hmm. look, if they can do the Dusty Classic, if they can do the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, they can do the Mae Young Classic, they can do the Cruiserweight Classic. If they can do all that stuff, I think AEW Mm. can do an Owen Hart Cup and pull it off better than each of those tournaments or things that I just named. Because the Memorial Battle Royal for Andre, nobody really cares for, aside from maybe the first two, nobody cared. I mean, who was the first winner? Was it was Cesaro the first winner? I feel like it was Cesaro. Yeah, it was Cesaro, then Big Show, right? Okay, mm-hmm. those were really the only two years anybody ever cared. Because after that, it was Corbin, and nobody yeah. cared. Um, totally lost interest. The Mae Young Classic, it, it was hit or miss at times. The Cruiserweight Classic. It was good up until the end. I feel like the wrong person won that. Mm-hmm. I think the wrong person made it to the finals and won, but you know, that's not 
Do you mean TJP? Yeah, I don't think TJP should have won. Do you do you mean you think TJP should not have won the Cruiserweight Classic? No, I w- the great TJP. No, not at all. Grand, I would have given it to Grand Metalika. I would have given it to, I would have given it to Cedric. I, there's other people I would have given it to. Um, mm. who else? Or what else was there? Uh, um, the Dusty Classic. I mean, the Dusty Classic hasn't been terrible, but I feel like the Dusty Classic has gotten less exciting as the years went on. Absolutely. Like, like it, Absolutely. it hasn't been god-awful to the point where it's like, oh, God, why are we still doing this? But it's been like, it's gotten a little bit worse each time. Like, the, the MSK winning was good, yeah. but the tournament itself was kind of lackluster. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think it's been the same since... God, maybe since Finn and Joe. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree. I feel with like you. that. I feel like that was the peak of the tournament right there was Finn and Joe. Yeah, and after that, it just felt kind of off. Yeah, so I mean, it just never, it just never felt like it was supposed to. Feel. I mean, so if they can do the Owen Cup the right way and give it the right prestigious, uh, the right prestigiousness and the the honor that it deserves, I'd be all for it. And who knows, maybe we'll see uh, maybe at the end of the tournament, like how they did with the Dusty Classic. They had Cody and uh, Dustin present the award. Who knows, maybe now uh, we'll get Bret Hart popping back up on TNT just to present the award. Yeah, and just that. Just just present it. Don't give him a microphone, (laughs) any of that other stuff. just present remember how he spelled wcw on the in front of the camera maybe he'll spell out a e w in front of the camera (laughs) that would be funny that would be hilarious i would be for that as long as he doesn't talk oh yeah don't who know who who knows god please don't let him speak as who knows who he's gonna bury like there's a time and a place Right. Who knows? Tony might be all for that. Okay. Tony might be like, here you go. Say whatever you want. You know, no, no. He present the award and then be like, both of these people are unsafe. Workers. I was going to say, you. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you know, Tony has a zero fucks given mentality. He'd be like, I don't care. Here, I'm ready for it. Go ahead. He he really doesn't. And speaking of which, um, ML, uh, uh, not MLW, um, MJF wrong wrong acronym mjf uh there's been a lot of talks about what happens when his contract is up Mm -hmm. um and apparently uh they're talking about uh, a bidding war between mjf and uh well with mjf between AEW and uh whatever under company would like him because he's exactly what i've been saying he is since the start of this podcast just one of the best heels uh, in the business, in the industry today. Yeah. Um, and Tony, uh, who's really just doesn't care. Tony has so, like, he has balls, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, that's, it's, a, it's a ballsy guy. Um, Tony apparently uh, gave the date that his contract is up and is fully ready for the bidding war when it occurs, when that time comes. Yeah, so basically, uh, Tony was a guest on the Busted Open radio show, and 
they were talking about talent, you know, what have you, uh, various talent, and MJF's name came up, and they mentioned that, you know, they expressed that, or they expect a bidding war when his contract's up, whenever that may be. And Tony mm-hmm. was like, oh, yes, I'm fully ready for it. I know it's going to happen. I'm, I welcome it. I'm ready for it to happen. He said, I can even tell you guys that when I signed him, I signed him to a five-year contract, and that was two years ago. Wow. So in 2024, his contract will be up. He didn't, he didn't give the exact you know, month and day in 2024. He just said in 2024, his contract's going to be up. He's still going to be in his twenties. He's doing some of the best work out out of anybody in the business today. And he, he said, I expect there to be a bidding war. And in all honesty, I welcome a bidding war. Tony's just, bro. Like, I think he knows it's going to happen. He knows impact's going to have something to say. MLW will have something to say. New Japan, WWE. I think Tony knows all this and Tony's like, all right, you guys want to play ball? Come on. We can play. I, I I can. Tony can outbid anybody. Like if you just look at the numbers, like I don't mean to be in anyone's pocket here, but if you just look at the the financial aspect of it, Tony's outbidding mm-hmm. everyone. He he. Yeah, the kids like got asset money. wise. I think he's triple what Vince McMahon is. I think tri- uh, I think Vince yeah, is yeah. somewhere around the somewhere around the 2 billion mark. And he like just hit the 2 billion mark. Tony's right up there around like mm. Tony's right up there around like seven or eight. So, I mean, they're, they're close, but he's Tony's about double, maybe more than double what Vince has. You figure the dude owns a, he owns an NFL team. He's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the owner of, um, what's that soccer team? Um, I want to say it's, Tottenham Hotspurs or West Ham United. He's he's the owner of one he or Leeds. He's he owns a soccer team in England. So he has an English mm-hmm. soccer team. He has a football team. He has a sports science agency. So this dude's got money. Like he can he can outbid anybody. MJF even when his contract's up isn't going anywhere. I think he's mm-hmm. AEW for life. Unless. Unless Vince does um, something absolutely ridiculous, I think MJF is AEW. Yeah. yeah, Vince would have to do something like really dramatic, like start caring about his product or something. Something just like out of this world that would convince him to sign Gasp. MJF. Um, yeah. He has to <laughs> care about products? Vince? Yeah, or like admit that pro wrestling exists. Just something ridiculous. To bring him back to Earth. I don't mean to get um, off topic, but you just said Vince has to start caring about product. And the first thing that popped in my head is when Soldier Boy was on that radio show, and he was, and he was like, <laughs> Dre, Dre, talk about the man that hit his kid from the world, but then want to hide the world from his kid, Dre, like Vince. Yeah, I can see, I can see Vince doing that. I can see Vince doing nah. that. We, <laughs> I can see we, we man. It's like professional wrestling. wrestling? What? <laughs> we write the script and tell the talent what to do and how to do it, but we don't let them do it for themselves. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. What do you mean, let them do their own matches? 
Uh-uh. You, you better <laughs> have this script. What do you mean you have promo skills? Promo skills? No, you that? you read and memorize. <laughs> you memorize and read. Coming up with an original idea. Uh, now let me let me, let me stop no, this way. No, but, no wonder Floyd only did one match. Really? And, no wonder Floyd only did one match and no promos in wrestling. Oh, he doesn't God. know how to read. He couldn't memorize anything. No, <laughs> you did not just say that. I'm sorry, Floyd. We, we still love you, Floyd, but we still love you. Damn, Floyd. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but in, in in other MJF news, um, this week on this past Dynamite, um, in the middle of an MJF promo, the great CM Punk. Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, came out to meet MJF. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you would call it. He basically uh, met him. Didn't shake hands. Didn't say anything. He just interrupted him. Got a good look at him, smiled, and turned mm-hmm. around. Uh, this could be the start of something amazing. Uh, that it could. I do. I do feel a way. I do feel a way about how abruptly they ended the uh, Eddie Kingston thing, though. Yeah, I think that was more just so they have something to do. <laughs> and not so much that, you know, they wanted to make something long term there. Which sucks because I would have mm-hmm. liked to see something long term with them. I would have loved it. I would have loved to see something long term. But I mean, I, I try to keep my faith in in Tony. I know he doesn't do everything right, but he always seems to have a plan for things to work out for everybody and he doesn't intentionally bury anyone. So Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um um, I do want to ask you yeah, a question. Thoughts though. on CM Punk versus MJF? Oh, go ahead. Well, no, you basically just asked the question right there. So I was going to say, uh, if this does go into a longer feud, who do you want to come out on top at the end of this feud, Punk or MJF? Oh, uh, Punk. Not Punk. No, MJF. Yeah, I was going to say, you have I'm, me, I'm, I'm you very have ready me. for... No, 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 no. Uh, I'm I'm all about pushing the younger talent forward, um, and I'm I'm very ready to see CM Punk lose. To me, uh, the wake up moment, if none other, was the Eddie Kingston moment. Uh, mm-hmm. The moment you can start getting uh, pure AEW talent to boo CM Punk, it's time for him to lose. It's time for him to get that wake up for you. Yeah. Uh, it's time for him to meet somebody that he can't easily beat that will wake him up and make him become the person that he was before he got here. Um, I need cocky CM Punk. I need the CM Punk that's not happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And he needs to face somebody that, one, will talk to him the same way Eddie Kingston talked to him, but uh, more disrespectful yeah, uh, and and really dig into those wounds uh, to bring out a special kind of person in him. Yes, yeah, so, I think MJF someone, someone, one that, of the best heels in the business. Yeah, someone that's not really as brash as Eddie Kingston, just someone who's a little bit more uh, smart, alecky, and condescending. 
Yes. Yeah, because yes, because Punk can exactly. be the brash guy when it comes to you know cutting a promo and speaking his mind. MJF is good at being that snarky, condescending, like like snake in the grass type. As to where Punk is better as being the loud, boisterous a hole, and MJF can mm. be the smart alecky a hole. Mm. Yeah, and, and and he needs to be in there with somebody that's um, as good on the mic as he mm-hmm. is, or better. Um, which I think MJF is well on his way to becoming. Yeah, um, he's right now. He's he's as good, um, but he has the potential to be even better. Yeah. Um, so I think a good feud with Punk and a good win over Punk will wake Punk up and help more solidify uh, MJF. And I think I think it should be clean. I think what helps MJF is the fact that he is very good at keeping kayfabe alive. And Punk, yes. Punk was good Absolutely. at that too for, uh, up until a certain point in time when he just stopped giving a fuck. He, he didn't he didn't mm-hmm. care for kayfabe. He was like, man, screw this. It, it, I'm in pain. I'm not having fun. It's not worth it anymore. But he like when he first started, he he was doing good with keeping kayfabe alive. Like he, like he he was. I don't want to say the straight edge in him was kayfabe, but he really like pushed that. You know, as far as it can go in the kayfabe world. Mm. And you know, there's some there's a couple things. Um, to dig out of there, like if if they dig deep enough, there's some there's some things MJF can get away with saying, or like some lines he can kind of blur. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him bringing up the fact that the first person he wanted to fight here was Darby Allen. Yeah. Like maybe you were shying away from me. Maybe you were um, choosing that pillar first because he was straight edge favoritism he could, he could push a couple lines there yeah, yeah he, and could, he could push a couple things to get that by I, I think he could throw in some you know some shots that some shots of stuff that happened with him in WWE and he was like like he could he could mm-hmm. throw in the feed me more with Ryback or he could do um mm. he, he, he could make fun of in some way like the problems he had with his back in WWE or mm-hmm. he could bring up the straight edge stuff, like you said. Like there's there's a plenty of things that he could bring up and drop like little hints and digs at him, just to like dig the wound a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of ways it can go. So I, I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for it. But moving on to some other big names, uh, the the amazing, the amazing, the amazing. Uh, Black Machismo Jay Lethal has debuted uh, also this week on on uh, AEW Dynamite, mm-hmm. uh, and a match that I thought I would see him coming out on top of, but they actually chose to put talent forward again, like a great promotion. Um, Jay Lethal, the Black Machismo, fought uh, Sammy Guevara, the uh, self-proclaimed Spanish god. And I had a pretty solid match, man. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do out there. 
Uh, Sam Guevara one clean, very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did their thing. He didn't look like it didn't look like uh, Jay Lethal had lost a step, but it didn't look like Jay Lethal was slowing down at all for Sam Guevara. They looked at the same level. It looked very competitive. Um, and they shook hands at the end. Uh, Inner Circle came out and held up his hand, uh, held up Jay Lethal's hand as well. Um, so it was it was a lot of mutual respect. It felt like a really um, groundbreaking moment for Sammy. Yeah. I which I really appreciate. Yeah, so do I. I think, like you just said, it was very surprising Sammy won clean. It was surprising Sammy won it all. Because yeah, when you think of somebody like Jay Lethal, first instinct is he's got to be a champion. Like he's, he's, he's one of those people that yes. need a title or need to be competing for a title. But on the other, mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, Jay Lethal's a 18-year veteran, like Tony Schiavone just said. The dude's been wrestling since he was 16. He's been in various promotions around the world, won numerous titles, numerous world titles, I should say. So he knows the business. He knows that, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to win to be over. I don't need to be a champion to be over. I've, and he's also trained talent. So he knows how to mold a talent inside the ring and out. So it's not really super surprising that Lethal lost. It is a little bit in the aspect he should be a champ, but I understand why he didn't win, why they chose to push the younger talent like they should. And it sucks that he didn't win, but it's not really super disappointing because, you know, he's going to win a title eventually. You know he's still going to be white hot in the weeks going forward. So, I mean, it's it's just a matter of time. But I, I love the match that they put together. It was a great match. Love that the inner circle came out, was able to show respect to Lethal. But it also has me thinking, since Jericho and the inner circle came out and, you know, raised both their hands and all that, I wonder if Jericho might have had a hand in getting Lethal over to AEW. Because I sent you a couple days back, I think, I sent you the, uh, the, the promo flyer for the Jericho Cruise in March. If you look on that promo on that promo card, it shows everybody who's going to be there doing various things like comedians and bartenders and hosts and whatnot. Lethal's listed on there as a wrestler that's going to be performing on the Jericho Cruise. Like it's it says various mm-hmm. AEW talent to be uh, to be announced, but even before that, it mm-hmm. says Jay Lethal. Oh, so it could be. Uh, yeah, it could be Jericho. That yeah, like I, I wonder if Jericho has a hand in helping Tony figure out what talent I should sign and what talent I shouldn't. And, and you know what? Tony's not dumb. I'm sure as soon as the releases happened, Tony went to certain people and was like, who do you think is essential to grab from these? Yeah, and I'm know, pretty I mean, sure whoever he would have went to and asked, hey, who's somebody I should get from Ring of Honor? I'm pretty damn sure almost everybody and their mama would have said, oh, yeah, you got to pick up Jay. Jay is somebody that you got to get. You got to get Jay. Like, like you might have had the yeah. odd, the oddball answer in there for, like, somebody else, but I'm fairly certain the vast majority would have been like, you yeah, know, lethal. Get him in here. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like he, he'd be great for the locker room mm-hmm. too as well. Especially since it seems like um it seems like Grisham uh it seems like he's not Grisham's not gonna be going um wherever Jay Lethal is going. I don't I don't know that Grisham is coming. Yeah, there. no, I mean for me personally, I would be more I would be more inclined if I was Grisham to go over to Impact. Just in, just not mm-hmm. so much to be with, you know, his wife, but it, it helps that his wife is there. But I mean, you know, you got other talent there that you haven't wrestled. It's a territory you haven't been to yet. And plus they can, they can mention Jay Lethal over there, former tag team champion with Jay yeah. Lethal. So really? it, it just adds yeah. to the credibility of him going to impact more. And, and if you think about it, it's because the Forbidden Door is still open, there's still a chance oh, yeah, yeah. that he's going to show yeah, up. Yeah, he could still pop up on any promotion and just do like you know a couple matches. Hmm. Um. So that was Jay Leak and Sammy Guevara. What else do I have here? Oh, uh, Cole and Fish reunite. <laughs> Uh, to fight Jurassic Express. Um, as, as heartfelt as we thought this moment would be, uh, <laughs> as it turns out, um, the Bucks come out during an altercation with Jurassic Express where um, the Bucks come out trying to help do possibly some illegal things uh, and Christian comes down to save the day, essentially. And Adam Cole ends up running away with the Bucks and leaving Bobby Fish high and dry in the ring to be submitted. By yeah. Boy. Uh, so not... What not exactly the reunion we were expecting. <laughs> but I, I, I was a little upset at that, but then looking at it, I'm like, all right, that was that was a good, that was a good joke. That was a good dig at something that they used to do for a company that that we're going yeah. to war with. I like yeah. the promo yeah. backstage where where Fish was like, and that, and he went to go say his undisputed, and they're like, nope, nope, can't say that here. Nope, cease, nope, can't do that. <laughs> cease and desist. Cease and desist. <laughs> So that was that was pretty funny. Um, I like the fact that they teased the idea, uh, and there's no telling what O'Reilly is going to do afterwards. So it still might be a thing. I noticed that they are planting um, small seeds in there because uh, they had a they had this promo between um, Kenny and the rest of the elite where after the loss to Hangman, he said he was going to take some time and um, he knew they would hold down the fort mm-hmm. while he was gone and Adam stepped up and was like, don't worry about it, Kenny. And he was like, yeah, I was actually talking to the Bucks, but you too. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I feel like eventually that's going to lead to what happened in Ring of Honor where uh, Adam was leaving Ring of Honor where you- and they were like, thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adam. And then they just super kicked him and Marty popped up. I don't think that's going to lead to Marty popping up, but it's something along those lines where Kenny's going to pop up and say your time and the elite is done. And then, you know, they're going to kick him out and 
that's going to lead to a feud that should have happened when he left, but didn't happen. Mm. I also wouldn't be surprised if um, there's a certain guy that kind of takes the Bucks and Adam Cole possibly uh, away from Kenny. Oh, are we talking? Damn, you know what? Because there's a guy that we'll talk about later that I feel like could be a voice of reason to Adam if Kenny starts getting shady and uh, somebody that would just kind of remind Adam that he has other people to depend on. Dang, so that... But his contract is not up yet, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know... Dang, so... Omega and the Bucks have been a great, you know, triple threat, if you if you will, a great a great uh, a great what what's the word that they use in the NBA? Like a three headed monster, I guess. They, they've been a good mm-hmm. yeah big, big three. three. So I mean, they've been a good big three. But if you get Bucks, if you get the Bucks and Adam and somebody else, man, that just sounds like a great Mount Rushmore, if you ask me. Mm. But moving on. Could be, man. Could be. But moving on, um, I have two more points for AEW, then we'll get into the WWE stuff. Um, real quick, uh, the night after, what was this past week? Was it Fighter? Was it a uh, Fighter Fest or was it uh, Full Gear? Full Gear. That's right. They always kind of follow each other. I'm so used to the um, post all out WrestleMania. Uh, uh, backlash and uh, yeah. other events. Um, the old, older wrestling fans will get the references I'm <laughs> making right now. Um, but after uh, full gear during the um, cowboy shit day celebration, cowboy shit. Uh, Brian Danielson. Right? Yep, Brian Danielson. Yes, right, Brian Danielson. I want to make sure I'm not using the other. Oh yeah, no. Um, came out, and I'm really I I gotta say, um, I'm digging the I don't give a shit Brian Danielson. I'm really yeah. enjoying his level of like, I really don't care about nothing but kicking mm-hmm. somebody's ass. Like <laughs> he came out, confronted Hangman, had a great promo, um, where he was somehow able to be challenged. Uh, say no to the challenge and still somehow seem like he was doing the other guy a favor. Uh, <laughs> but he ends up beating Evil Uno and then declares that until he gets his title shot, he's just going to go headhunting for Dark mm-hmm. Order members. And I feel like this, this don't give a shit Daniel Bryan that just makes declarations to kick people's ass is uh is is very high, very high on my list of people that might win, and I'm I'm almost scared to real to think about what'll happen if he loses. Colt Cabana, Long John Silver, y'all better run. Right, he he they build him so strong, like I almost, and this is the this is the perfect writing of AEW, I guess. Um. It's I'm stuck in between this place where 
I can't see Daniel Bryan losing anything anytime soon. But Hangman Adam Page just won the belt, so I don't see him losing because he just had this whole full circle thing. So, like, I'm in a very interesting place where I I am fully behind Daniel Bryan whipping everyone's ass, but I don't exactly know who I want to win. I'm kind of rooting for both sides. You know what that's called? That, what my that good called? sir, is called good writing. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. Yep, that is good, good writing. writing, if that's I've ever seen it, to where you get to a point in a wrestling event or a wrestling match where you're like, damn, I want this guy to win, but I don't want this guy to lose. Like, he should win. Mm-hmm. But he just got it, and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense. But I, I want it to make sense. It's like your wheels start turning, and you try to make it make sense, and you become more invested in the in the feud itself. That just makes mm-hmm. for that's just great exactly. writing right there. Yeah. So I mean, exactly I, I'm not better. trying to sound like an ass kisser or nothing, but I mean that that's just hats off to Tony and the and the team that they have creative wise. Because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty that sure that's not just a Tony idea. I'm pretty sure that's like a collective effort. You know, the creative team, the talent, because like Tony said before, the talent does have input on what they want to do. More, mm-hmm. more so than other companies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just a hats off to all parties involved. And man, not for nothing, like Daniel's a smart guy as well. He's not going to win when he feels like he Absolutely. shouldn't win yet. Uh, and we, that's been that's been shown and proven. There's been moments where he even he said, "I don't think I should go over." Mm-hmm. So whatever they're doing with this, um, because they're taking in all the opinions they should take in, uh, I feel like it's going to work out for the best, uh, even if it's prolonged. Absolutely. Um, or maybe Daniel Alute. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But I feel like whatever decision they make. Uh, is going to be well thought out and good for I, I think it's going to lead into a great 2022 for AEW. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, the last point I have for AEW is AEW Rampage. Uh, Billy Gunn, the one Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass himself, uh, went up against Darby Allen. And um, I heard some smart Alex comment this past week of uh, remember when the guns turned heel on Big Show and nobody cared. Uh, and I took that personally because I cared. Yeah, so did I. Uh, so fuck you guys, because <laughs> I mean, so so did I. It looks like it looks like the guns will be going at it with Darby Allen and Sting now. Because uh, after a few very good face-offs with Sting and Billy Gunn, uh, Darby, who was getting his ass whipped, I mean whipped, <laughs> he in like a 15-minute match, he might have had three minutes of offense, my guy. Yeah. Like, but he managed to pull out the victory on Billy Gunn with two coffin drops. Um, but he was getting that tail whooped by Billy Gunn. Um, but he beats Billy Gunn, 
and the boys, uh, uh, the uh, the sons of a gun, <laughs> uh, jumped Sting and then proceeded to jump Darby Allen, uh, who Sting tried to get in there and save, and then Billy Gunn laid out clean. Uh, and it was the gun standing over Darby Allen and Sting, man. So um, you better care now. Yeah, because <laughs> there's it, only a matter of time. I think, I think this leads into this got the potential to lead to something good. I think if you can make this a match where, you know, Darby and Sting fight the three of them, I would say you have Darby mm-hmm. and Sting lose. And then just just based on like a pure numbers game advantage. Um, and then, you know, you could lead to more promos with this and say it's about time we even the odds. Because like you said, mm. you talked about Big Show. Big Show expressed that he still wants to wrestle X amount of matches a year. And he's going to wrestle X amount of matches a year. So mm. you bring Show into this match. You got the two young kids, you got Darby, and then you have two older guys, Sting and Billy Gunn. Show doesn't really have to do too much. Show's just there as a number three. Show can be the muscle guy of the match like he normally is. So, I mean, I would would like to see this end with a six-man tag with... Yeah, I'd be but, here for that. I'd be yeah, because you know that. a lot of the fans now they don't really care for show, which I understand, but I still, I still hold Big Show in the highest regards. But you know his his career has yeah. been like high and low, high and low. But I still hold him in the highest regards, and I think if you mm-hmm. put him in there with Sting and Darby against the Guns, that'll make for a decent enough match. They can get like a good, a good twelve to fourteen minute match in there. Maybe maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, I feel I feel like they can get it off clean, and um, Billy Gunn's kids aren't exactly ready to be on yeah. their own yet, so they need something to solidify them um, and put them against some big, some high profile names without exactly letting them go. Yeah. And I feel like them against these three one big pillar mm-hmm. of the company and two big legendary names um will really elevate them so it's not so much about billy even though billy's um a very underrated legend mm-hmm. um so much as it is about getting these two really good young guys um a better value name yeah. so they can get off of dark and elevation and start getting in some matches that uh, mean more to people. Yeah. So I, I dig it. I dig it, and uh, I'm happy they're pulling the trigger on the guns. Yeah, the, the the guns are definitely good enough to where they can start getting actual TV time, but like you said, not good enough to where they need to be on their own. And even, mm. even then, when they are ready, I still wouldn't do it until you're ready to get Billy Gunn off of TV. Just because it, it fits well, mm. like Billy Gunn mm-hmm. fits well with his boys, but then again, any just any father or any parental figure fits well with their child. Like even in WWE, Ray and Dom, even if you're ready to break them up, they're good together. Like Ray's good to be like that coach. Taz, like Taz with Team Taz. Mm. I know Starks and Hobbs aren't his kids, but but his kid is there. 
So, I mean, Taz is still like the yeah. father figure for the other two. It fits well. Yeah, and uh, nobody's letting a hook off the yeah, yeah, the hook, yeah. I mean, we don't really know too much about Hook's ability. We we know a fair amount, but we don't really know Hook's full capability. And no, I, I have no idea what Hook is capable of. But I'm I'm whenever they pull the trigger on Hook, I'm I'm excited. Once, look, see me, me fantasy booking just like to get off the rails real quick. When Hook's ready, the first thing I mm-hmm. do, I throw him in there with Starks. Like a, like a fuck team mm. Taz type of thing. I want that belt. I want the FTW belt. Let's go, Starks. I don't know if I have him win it. Want to see what he can do first, but I I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him go at it with Starks. Yeah, it would be interesting. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. I can't go against you. But anything, anything Hook got me hyped. Like they was about to put Hook up against Punk for a set. They was teasing it, and I was yeah. I was ready. I was like, let's go. I. I have no idea if Hook is good, but against CM Punk, I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready for anything. But there, there's certain people's kids like I can't mm-hmm. help you hype about. You know what I mean? So that's that's bias on my part. But it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, but certain people, certain people, especially standing next to the mm-hmm. pop, just look right. You know what I mean? So I see what you're saying. Um, but moving forward, so we don't spend too much time on our fantasy booking. Let's get to the lesser stuff of uh, Survivor Series and uh, this week's WWE news. Do you want to save the releases, the new releases, for last? Um, no. I, I, let Let's just get them out the way. Yeah. I mean, we can just get them out the way. So, um, who do we got this week? We got. John Morrison. We have Morrison, uh, all of Hit Row, all of Hit Row. Uh, Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what there, there, there was eight. There was eight releases. So Morrison was one. The three members of Hit Row. That's four. Tegan Knox is five. I'm missing three more. Um, Who else do we have? I believe Shane Thorne. No, uh, Jackson uh, Riker. Yeah, Riker was on that list. Shane Thorne might have been on that list. Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up for you right now. But I know those five for sure were, were on the list. Okay, so we have Morrison, the three members of um hit row so that's four four tegan knox makes it five shane thorne six jackson Riker seven drake maverick eight um weird for anybody else like <laughs> um I, I, I hate to be the guy but uh, again like, I, I, w- I will say the for these round of releases the first five names I don't mm-hmm. agree with. I don't agree with Morrison. I don't, but I'm glad he's gone because I know he's going to be great elsewhere. Hit Row, I don't mm-hmm. agree with. Tegan Knox, I don't agree with. Maverick, I'll agree with just no. because, you know, you guys released him the first time and then you brought him back for essentially one match and that was it. And, and, and then he's just been yeah. doing nothing but sitting in limbo. 
Shane Thorne, nobody really mm. cared for. Uh, Jackson mm. Riker, you started pushing him, not pushing him, you started showing him on TV a little bit. Nobody really cared for him, so you let him go. So I'm not really upset with those three. I'm a, I'm more upset with Hit Row, Morrison, and Tegan. Mm-hmm. Because it it really doesn't some of these releases that they made don't make sense to me because if you if you just look at what they're let's see, I don't even want to talk about that because we haven't even made it to that topic yet. But if you look at the Survivor series card right now and you look at their their um the addition that they just made, the Battle Royal, there's mm-hmm. about maybe eight names that are on that battle royal that I would have cut ahead of the eight that they did cut. Hell, there's, we'll just do the top five. The top five names I said I disagree with. There's five people on that list itself I would have cut before the five I didn't agree with. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much I agree with any of it. but at the same time, if you're, if you're going to start a company, then I guess it don't matter who you cut, right? Fair point. Fair point. Because I, like you said, you said you, you think they're going to sell the company. I think they're going to sell the company. In fact, I think both of us called this back in like May. I, I, think, I, I think we called this yeah, in like I, May or June, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm totally. Uh, this, this was around so, the, the time I think they cut Joe and Braun. That we mm. called this. Yeah, let's not forget they cut Joe and. And then we were so. And they, then they don't care. I mean, and then they, we were so pissed about Joe. We did the shoot pod, and then a week later they brought yes. Joe back. Only to have him off TV again. But that's neither here nor there. Oh boy. Oh. I will say this though. I feel like they listened to our shoot pod and we're like, oh no, they're pissed. Let's bring back Joe. Yeah. I mean, did they really have, did they really even have like uh, a choice? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess they did. Triple H is the one that actually brought him back. So I, I guess they had no real intention of, of taking him back anyway. Right. And so. I'm I'm looking at the Survivor Series Battle Royal like names right now. Remember I said there was five names I would cut ahead of the five names that I just had. Mm-hmm. All right, so Otis I'd cut. Gable I'd cut. I don't know if this is Vera or Shanky, I can't tell them apart, but whichever one it is, he's getting cut. Gender is getting cut. Yeah. And and you might not agree with this, but I I would say yes, just because he's not doing anything right now. I'd cut Gulak. Gaba Gulak? He's in the 24-7 picture. He's not doing anything. Not I mean, there, there's other names I'd cut on here just so they can go be great elsewhere. Matter of fact, no, keep, keep Gulak. Yeah. I'd cut Dijakovic. Just because mm. they already ruined him, there's no saving him. He he he's in the carrying cross category. 
I feel you. Well, you know what? I would I would cut them both too. Like, listen, I I would cut Gulag just because there's so many other places mm-hmm. Gulag can go and be like it. Like, not for nothing. Um, for the people who are who who are listening, um, in my personal opinion, uh, Gulag could be Bobby Fish. Absolutely if booked correctly, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Bobby Fish is a bigger deal than you would believe. Like Gulak, Gulak to me could be exactly where Bobby Fish is on AEW at the same level of the same importance and the same quality. Um, And they just didn't book him accordingly because Gulak didn't come in with somebody like Adam Cole and in NXT that was going to push him to a level um, that would hold him to the quality of wrestler that he is because he's great at being charismatic um, and he's great at figuring out whatever shitty gimmick you give him. And he's great next to some of the greatest technical wrestlers in the world, which is why he was about to get such a great push when he was next to Daniel Mm -hmm. Bryan. And then they just kind of chuck that away. But if you let Gulag stand on his own, like I feel like Gulag and MLW could be an open way or a middle way. Yeah, team. he would be a problem. Gulag is going he would, crazy. He would MLW. be a problem. Gulag and New Japan is going nuts. Like he, him and a G one and a and a, a, a super mm-hmm. genius. He's going crazy. No, you you, you so, could put him in ROH when ROH pops back up. You put him in ROH, dude. Mm-hmm. You got a great uh, what, what's their um, the title Grisham just had the open weight title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, the, it was uh the pure yeah the, 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 the ROH title. pure championship, right? The, even better, the pure mm-hmm. championship, pure wrestling championship. Him and Grisham, yeah. like it. They killing that. So uh, it, it it is what it is. But I, I I agree with you. I would cut Gulag too because I feel like he'd be he'd be amazing um, on the Indies, and they they're just holding him back down there and hurting his body. I will say this though, I w- I'm upset about the people that they cut. But after having a couple days to stew about it and you know get my emotions together and how I feel, mm-hmm. I'm not mad but not for the reason you think. I'm not mad because we just, we kind of touched on this earlier. It feels like almost everybody who gets cut for budget cuts, it's a blessing mm-hmm. in disguise. Look at, look at the last round of people or the last few rounds of people that they cut due to budget cuts. Bray Wyatt. The dude's not even signed to a company yet, and he still has eyes on him. Mm. Braun Strowman, not signed to a company yet, has eyes on him. Inspiration. First night in Impact, win the titles. Bronson Mm. Reed, two different promotions, made a debut, has eyes on him. Bobby Fish, 90 days was up, right in the AEW. Adam Cole, right to AEW, eyes on him. Daniel Bryan, right to AEW. Ruby Riot, right to AEW. All getting great push, like all getting eyes on them right away. All already happier, 
healthier and putting together some of the best wrestling that they have in years. So I feel like it's a blessing in disguise for them, especially with Morrison. You know, wherever Morrison goes, he's going to be a world champion. He can go to AEW right now, and I'm putting him in the world title picture. Him and him and Paige, mm-hmm. amazing match. Him and Daniel, amazing match. So, I mean, it sucks that they're released due to bullshit budget cuts to a company that's probably going to be sold soon, but it's... I think it's a, a hidden blessing in disguise for them. All right, uh, moving on. Because nobody really cares about Survivor Series, let's just knock out a couple mm-hmm. of things. Um, rapid fire, Charlotte or Becky? I want Charlotte, but it's probably going to be Becky. I'm going for Becky, uh-oh, but... I feel like it should yeah, be Charlotte. I, 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 I want Charlotte, and as much as I love Becky, it's probably going to be Becky. But I would want Charlotte. Um, yeah, Damien or uh, Shinsuke? Damien. I got to go Damien. Usos or RK, bro? Um, hmm. I was going to say the Usos, but just because of something that's going to happen later, I'm going to say RK, bro. Interesting. All right. What do you think of this battle royal? <laughs> I just look I, what tag team is going to win. Um, I, I, AJ, I mean, I, I, He's really the only name I care for in this battle royal. The fact that AJ's relegated to a fucking battle royal with nothing but tag teams, I, I don't know. Let, let's just say Cesaro or Ricochet for the hell of it, because they're one of the few singles guys in this match. So let's just say Cesaro or Ricochet. All right. I'll go with it. I mean, I, 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 I really neither, don't care. Ne- like, neither I, do I, I really, because it's all tag like, teams. It's like, so hard. I'm pretty sure this is yeah. going to be on the pre-show anyway. So it's like, uh, who gives a shit? Cesaro, Ricochet, one of the single superstars. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of those guys. Yeah. One of those guys is going to win. What, whatever one of those guys is. What, that guy, whatever. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Um, this, again, feels like just another pay-per-view this feels like the most lackluster survivor series i've seen or even gotten well technically i haven't seen it yet but i feel like this is the most lackluster survivor series that they've promoted in a very 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 long time i i'll matter of fact let's see uh i'll say this has been the most lackluster survivor series of the past 20 years. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in my entire yeah. life, I have no clue, but it, it could be. It could be the worst promoted Survivor Series of my entire life. Uh, it was certainly the worst Matter SummerSlam fact, uh, I think I've ever had the displeasure of. Matter of fact, 
if anyone in the wrestling fan is listening right now, because you should be, you should be. But if anyone in mm-hmm. the wrestling fam is listening, please message us and let us know if this has been the most lackluster Survivor Series for you of your lifetime, because it feels like it for us. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't recall a more like lackluster, poorly promoted. Uh, survivors like even the even the invasions suck. The invasions weren't even invasions. They weren't (laughs) even invasions. Like you didn't even really invade anybody. Like it was, and it was like one person. What happened to the days of old? Matter of fact, what happened to yeah? What happened to the days of old when you know Team Raw would just show up and double choke slam the world champion through a table, or you know the days of the days of yesterday when the the brands would invade and you know people would get their noses broken and superstars would be created out of one invasion mhm like it, it it used to be it used to be you they wouldn't let you forget survivor series was coming now it's like i i remember it it was today like I, I, I had to remember. We need, we need Kurt totally... Angle with a walkie-talkie and a clipboard back to yell, "It's happening! It's happening!" Just so we can be reminded about Survivor <laughs> Series. Seriously, like it's, it does not feel like it used to, man, at all. Um, so that's the battle royal. Um, what do you think about the bloodline destroying Woods's gimmick, basically? as a as a thing for Big E. Like I <laughs> he worked so hard for this. <laughs> Let's kill the, the king thing. of the ring. <laughs> it, Damn. We made it important <laughs> for about two weeks. And now everything got destroyed. Uh, Does Roman beat Big E? Um uh, I see. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just don't. <laughs> like, I don't no, care. I, I don't <laughs> no, even dare. I don't give a shit. The... No, I, I mean, I. God, is somebody returning tonight? Because that's really the only thing that's going to make me interested. Is uh, is Seriously. like oh, is Bailey going to come back from her injury super quick? Is is you know a certain Hollywood megastar going to come out for his twenty fifth anniversary and let the tribal chief know who really runs shit? I think that's all we're waiting yeah, for. Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say Biggie just to fucking throw a monkey wrench in there. Why not? Okay. Well, two lasting things, and then we'll get the shout-outs. One, um, Finn and KO fought this week, and KO won clean. Um, My question to you is, does this mean anything at all? Does this mean that they're elevating Kevin Owens? 
does this mean that they are downgrading Finn Balor? Or does that mean these are two indie people we're not caring about, that we have no writing for, that we're just kind of letting go? All of the above. It means <laughs> all of the above. It means that, all right, we're going to, we still don't see Finn as a world champion. We don't see him as a main eventer, even though he, he is. We don't see him there. So, Kevin, we might see there a little bit more. So what we're going to do is, after the Survivor Series bullshit passes, Big E needs an opponent for the title. So we're going to have Kevin win, get the momentum, so Kevin can then be that first challenger or be the challenger there. Mm. Um, we, have, we have to make Big E look good, so we're going to throw Kevin in there too. We got Seth in there already, so Kevin will probably be our back burner option. Finn, we got nothing for but you've been a mid-card champion before, so let's throw you in the U.S. title picture with Damian Priest before you bounce. Because mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. both going to wind up leaving when your contracts are up. Kevin, yeah, if you don't yeah, get right? cut first. If you don't get cut. Because Kevin's up in, I think Kevin's up in like January or April. Finn, I don't know when his mm -hmm. contract is up, but I just hope it's soon. Yeah, I will I say this, so. though. If they do the dick move of cutting Kevin and Finn, like, right before their contracts are up, like a month before, like, that, that'll be a real dick move. Because if your contract expires naturally, you don't have the 90-day no-compete clause. So if they, right. if they do the dick move and fire them a month before and then give them a 90-day no-compete, that'll suck. That, that'll be a real dick move. And I could see Vince doing something like that. Absolutely. Especially to Kevin and Finn. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. to Finn. All right. So last question uh, in honor of you and your favorites. Um, we think Becky beat Charlotte tonight, even though mm -hmm. we don't want to. What do you think happens when Becky faces Liv Morgan? Um... Do they finally give the kid a break? The girlhood dream realized? Or is it just Becky? I would like it to be Liv. As much as I really would like it to be Liv. See, now this is where I'm, I'm kind of torn. Not because I'm a fan, but just because I'm trying to think like mm -hmm. Vince. And I'm trying to think like the creative team. Because normally you give them some time before you actually have the match and come to the conclusion. Survivor Series is in the way, but, you know, you're still making sure we remember that feud. And this past week, they tried, uh, Becky tried to hit the manhandle slam and, you know, reversed it, threw her out the ring. And Liv picked up that title. And, you know, you have your moment when you lift the title. If you're getting massive boos or a massive pop, you know, you're most likely going to get the favor of winning the title. And if you don't, you're, if you get like a meh, then you're most likely not going to win. She got a pop. Like, she got a pop and a half if you watch it back. Like, it wasn't no half cheers or, you know, just a, eh, okay. Like, she got full-on cheers when that title was raised. So, Absolutely. I mean, that, that's how I know, first and foremost, that it's not just me who wants it. And even when we do our wrestling lives with, you know, D and Fets and Reckless, we know it's not just us that want it because we see everybody else mentioning it. We see the fans when it 
when it gets teased. We know this is what we want. So I want it to happen. We want it to happen for the most part. But will it happen? I don't think Vince pulls the trigger on it, but he should, especially for because you can build a great mm -hmm. feud out of this. You have two people that are over in different ways, one as a face, one as a heel. Liv has only gotten better each year she's been in the company. And they're both great merch sellers. Like They might be in the top five of women as far as merch goes. So would I like it to happen? Yes. Should it happen? Yes. Will Vince make it happen? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, he, he's been having a really hard time with, um, how do I say this delicately? Old yeller. Um, things that... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Wait, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. You go. I was going to say, old yeller has a problem appealing to the newer, younger crowd, in my opinion. He is stuck mm -hmm. in his ways of old mm -hmm. that he doesn't realize times have changed. Rustling has changed. But he's still going to throw us the same stuff that... You know, he, he's basically giving us a female Hogan, a female Hart, a female Ric Flair. You, you got to switch it up every now and then, dude. Every time, you know, someone potentially comes along to break a mold, you got to give them a shot to break that mold and create something new and fresh. You did it with Bianca. You killed it a little too early. And look what happened. You got a lot of people pissed off. Don't don't go pissing off mm -hmm. more people because that's just going to mean more people stop tuning into your show as much. Yeah, I I, I think um, because the the writing team really just has an issue with classic wrestling storylines that kind of write themselves and require no real work mm -hmm. at all. I feel like they they really struggle with easy conceptual classic wrestling scenarios yeah. so i don't i don't see them going for it um but yeah the hope would be that live would take over because even though vince might not be able to see it the becky thing isn't working yeah it's, it's, not, it's, working. it's not the like, same it's it doesn't not. have the same oomph to it and it, it it feels like oddly enough um a seth rollins situation where um where I feel like maybe eventually they'll the character will work mm -hmm. and it just has to grow. Yeah. But it's not working right now. Like I have to get over the whole aesthetic of you being ridiculous. Mm -hmm. mm. Th this actually feels like um, their character should be together. Like it would work better if they were just operating as a couple because she's so ridiculous and he's so ridiculous mm -hmm. that it would just be better for everyone if y'all were just ridiculous together. Yeah. That way we don't have to shake our heads and wonder what's going on with you separate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't Why not just put them together? But maybe that's, maybe, 
that's what I would do if I was on a writing team. Have Liv take the belt because the people love Liv. She's got a good backing. It's been coming for a long time. Ooh. We're doing it at a big four pay-per-view. And then we can have Becky go crazy with Seth, who's also crazy. And they can just be crazy together. And we'll figure that one out. I was going to say, remember when they did the... Uh... Remember when they did the, the pay-per-view we went to where it was Seth and Becky versus Corbin and Lacey for the world title and the woman's title? Absolutely. If we do yes. that and we put uh, Becky and Seth together again, I would not be opposed to making that match again, the, the world title and the women's title in an intergender tag match, Seth mm. and Becky Versus Biggie and Liv. I would not be mm. opposed to that. I, I I I wouldn't, but here's the thing. On paper, that looks like an obvious winner. So I'm not sure how it does look like, but it did the last time too. That's so true. If you want to throw true. that swerve again. We could have a because because I know on paper what you're saying it looks like it look it looks like a Seth and Becky win. Mm -hmm. So you could throw that curveball in there, let the faces come out on top like you did last time. Wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I could and, see. It. And, and you know you like to close out the year on a happy note. You could do that at the next pay per view in December. That's true. It it is December. the 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 playoffs roll around next like yeah. next two months, so you know, have fun with it. It's the end of the year, whatever. Make some dreams come mm -hmm. true for a month. All right, but with that said, man, that's everything I got on the list. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, or are we ready for shout outs? No, that's pretty much everything I got. Uh, we can jump right into these shout outs and start banging them out. All right, man, you or me first. Uh, I'll go first this time. I'll go first this time around. Um, so as always, you guys know, I'm going to shout out some cool people. The Dirty Heels podcast, they're doing some great stuff. They actually just they actually just dropped a banger episode. So you need to check that out, too. Uh, and also currently, Bobby Rassels over at All About Wrestling podcast, he's doing, as we're recording his Survivor Series episode, so it'll be out by the time this is out. So go get that a listen. And also next week, uh, the weekend of thanks, the weekend after Thanksgiving, he'll be dropping his worst career injuries episode that I'll be featured on. So you guys should go check that out as well. And then you know our our Instagram YouTube people. You got Reckless Figs, D the Toy Hunter, Fetch Frequency. AJ, the collecting legend, uh, poke Fritz. You got some great people, uh, McFly collectibles. I'm trying to think there was one more I had. Oh yeah. That nineties wrestling podcast as well. So definitely check them out on Instagram and YouTube. And you got to check out the Acme superstore in Longwood, Florida. We'll be dropping. Well, I'll be dropping a video sometime this week about my grabs from there. And Needless to say, you guys are not going to want to miss some of the stuff I grabbed from that store. I got a certain Hall of Fame autographed figure that you guys are going to want to check out. So those are my shout outs for this week. All right, man. Well, I've gotten uh, I keeping it small. I got a four free 
Uh, as always, uh, first shout out goes to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. I'm almost finished my um, my multi console wrestling game collection. Uh, I got a couple SmackDowns. Um, I think a Raw to get. I might have cornered all the WCW and WWE wrestling games uh, on the Nintendo and just working my way to, through the PS2 games. Um, but Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Uh, good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Follow them on Twitter. Um, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Follow them on Twitter. And um, the future stars of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have them on Twitter. They have a big event going on on the 27th, I believe. It's going to be Hammerstone against Brian Cage, uh, which is sure to be uh, a Vince McMahon classic. So uh, go follow them. A bona fide <laughs> slobber knock. Anybody that knows... Any- Anybody that knows Vince McMahon's wrestling fetish is uh, is definitely gonna get that joke. Um, but yeah, Brian Cage is set to go up against Hammerstone. So uh, follow uh, the Future Stars of Wrestling promotion on Twitter and uh, go check them out on the twenty seventh. I think that's it. All right. Well, since that's it, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into this episode. This was a fun one to do. Uh, Stevie, you took the lead on this one, man. Thank you for taking the lead. You did great. And to all our listeners, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you for tuning in as always. Have a good one. Stay up. Stay blessed. And just like we always say, stay dangerous. He just ran it. Number five, the Saskatchewan.